This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion lead success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you so much for listening to a new edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and tonight our guest, he is an FS1 analyst, and he is the host of On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Make sure you guys go subscribe. Rick Buecher, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I like uh, I like all the background, man. You guys <laughs> do it up right. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, hey, let's start off by talking about, well, it was the biggest news, right? Uh, yesterday afternoon, Tom Brady. Coming out of retirement, sort of, right? So he announced via social media that he's going to be returning for his 23rd season in the NFL with the Buccaneers. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I guess in in part I'm not surprised because um, you're retired a long time, man. And if you think you can still play, uh, I mean, we saw Michael Jordan come out of retirement. We've seen guys push the envelope to the point where – and this is where I just wonder, you know, is 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 it going to take an injury? Is it going to take looking bad to finally say, okay, I don't want to play anymore? That's 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 the toughest thing. Is you know, I think I think all of us who appreciate a certain athlete, we want him to we want to see him go out on top. Like I I was there when Jordan hit the shot over Brian Russell. Like I didn't need to see the Wizard years. I, I knew. Like I appreciated the competitive fire that made him come back, but I didn't, I just, as a fan of Jordan, I didn't need to see that. Um, I, I don't fault him for coming back. You want to do it as long as you can. Hell, look at me. I'm just still doing this, man. I like, um, it's probably like, Hey, Hey, can you move aside? Can you let the young bucks in? I mean, what are you doing? Buker? Like you're taking up, you're taking up airtime, uh, so I, I kind of, I get that. Um, and I get the idea that, you know, when you're still capable of doing it, you want to do it. But I, I always put Brady in a very special category. And, and when he, when he retired, I applauded it because I said, you know what, he's got his own standard and he's not the same Tom Brady anymore. And if he goes back to the Buccaneers, I don't know that he's playing for a Super Bowl again. Okay. And that to me was the Tom Brady standard. I don't, I don't want to just be a good quarterback. I don't want to just be a top 10 quarterback. I want to be a guy who's on a quarterback who wins Super Bowls or competes for Super Bowls. So him dipping when he did, I was like, man, that's impressive. So now he's coming back and I'm a little less impressed. I just, I'm a little, I'm a little less impressed. And I'm wondering how Giselle and the family is like, 
to be that good, you got to be obsessive, right? You got to be obsessed with your work. Um, but man, that's that's quite that's quite somebody and quite a family to kind of say, hey, I'm I'm going to remain obsessed with my profession. I'm gonna I'm not I'm I'm ready to join you, and now I'm not. Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a tough sell. Well, Rick, do you, do you think when when he retired via social media? I mean, he never had like a formal press conference saying he was going to retire from the NFL. Do you think he was trying to see what teams other than the Buccaneers were interested in his services? And that's why it took so long to come back. You know, I I just, a guy like Tom Brady and with his representation, he can, he doesn't have to retire to be able to find that out. Like he could find out what, what the deal is. Now, if you're saying, and if you're saying this, then it's a pretty brilliant point. So you can take credit for it, even if you hadn't thought of it. If this gave him the leverage to force the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to trade him to the team of his choice, now that would be that would be a chess move. Because it's like, if you're just staying, if you don't retire, if you don't go through that whole rigmarole and you say, hey, I want to be traded, it's not quite as I'm retired I'll come back and let you get something for me if you move me. Like that, that's creating additional leverage just by making a show of I am willing, I am willing to step away from the game. If he did that and he ends up with the 49ers, where you know, having grown up in the Bay Area and and kind of wanted to go complete the circle. Um I would have to re- I would have to revisit my letting being less impressed. I would be more I would be more impressed again because that would be that would be a G move for sure. Yeah, and Rick, speaking of sports stars performing at a high level at a very I guess you can say older age, LeBron James, Los Angeles Lakers, obviously not the way that they planned the season to go. They're struggling. They they just can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on the Lakers. Ooh. Well, I didn't think it was going to work from the beginning. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but I didn't think it was going to, I, I just didn't think you could put all those old bodies together, not just old bodies, but all guys who had been stars. Like LeBron, LeBron has always had veteran guys around him, but he's had veteran role players, guys who know how to play off of his system. Where you got Carmelo, Russ, like those guys, they, they were the system. Like, so now you're asking to be complimentary players. And Melo had gotten a taste of that playing with Portland, but this is kind of brand new for Russ. Russ is, and Russ has only had to deal with like one star, Harden or Beal. Uh, now he's got LeBron bigger than any of those guys. And he's got to, he's got to accommodate all the other pieces that they have. Um, and I just didn't see how defensively they were going to be able to do it because the, the game has gotten so fast. It's so up and down. And I look at their players and, and I mean, who's, who's their, who are their best defensive players? Avery Bradley. You kind of, you took him off the slag heap. Um, Dwight Howard aged like five years in one. Yeah. Um, Crazy. So, and, and LeBron is like, <laughs> I mean, they, they really have, they really have followed his lead. LeBron's like, I'm not wasting any time playing defense. I'm going to score and I'm going to go look for my shot. And 
everybody else is like, okay, we are too. Malik Monk, Carmelo, Russ, like, and you're just not going to beat the best teams that way or, or a lot of teams that way. Well, well Rick, before I pass it over to the other guys, I was going to say, man, we got four guys on this and we got two guys talking. What's hey, up? Hey, I got to take advantage of you being on here and I got to talk NBA with you. So look, I'm Fair a Lakers fan. So ultimately enough, who is. The oh, but God bless you. God bless you. But you know what? You're like, you have the Kobe, you have the Kobe in your background, right? Yeah. So you tell me, are you a LeBron guy? Are you all in on LeBron being a Laker? I'm a Laker fan. I'm not a LeBron fan. So if LeBron leaves and I expect him to, to leave at some point, I will continue to be a Laker fan regardless. Okay. But you didn't answer the question. <laughs> like, cause I, most guys that I, uh, and, and most Lakers fans that I know, like they appreciate that LeBron came, they appreciate that he won a championship, but they don't, they don't feel like he's a Laker. Ooh. They feel like he's, there's a little bit of mercy. Like, you came to us because we got the brand and you wanted to be in LA and being a Laker. Great. There's a little bit more to it than that. Like Kobe magic, Kareem James, like those guys are Lakers for life. Yeah. Look, LeBron's I, I, not, LeBron's not that Le- LeBron yeah. is like Laker adjacent. Yeah, no, look, I like LeBron, but I love Kobe. I love Shaq. I like, you know, magic. So LeBron. I'd even, you know what? I'd even, I'm not even sure I'd put Shaq 100% in that category. But I mean, when I was growing up and I was watching them, it was Kobe and Shaq and they won yeah. three championships. Good. Yeah, but again, it's a good like one. if we had, you know, the different levels, you got like magic, Kobe, Kareem here. You got Shaq here. And then you got LeBron here. Am yeah, I, am I, is that, no, is that yeah, fair? I, am I, am I reading right. the Laker faithful correctly on that? Well, I think for the most part, uh, a lot of the Laker fans wouldn't feel like that. Uh, look, a lot of the Laker fans now do like LeBron because he did bring a championship to the Lakers, even though we it was all freeze. Oh, we there just, we go. We my, I don't know if it was yours or mine. My, uh, my thing just fro- my, uh, no, my we're all good. Yeah, we're all good now. Yeah. So, so you look, were about to say, you were about to answer my question. So the Laker fans, appreciate what LeBron has done since he did bring a championship to the Lakers. And I know some people say it's a fake championship because it was in a bubble. And of course we had Kobe passing away that year and all that good stuff. So as far as Laker fans go, you appreciate LeBron. They just, they hate seeing the team lose the way that they are. So my, my question though, who do you think is to blame? Is it Gina Buss? Is it Rob Palenka? Is it LeBron James? It starts with LeBron James. Hmm. They did what LeBron James wanted. They went and got Russ, and they, they threw everything against the wall to go get Russ. And I don't even fault LeBron necessarily for what he was after. And, and I mean, because th- this, is, this is kind of the difference between me and, and a, a – well, this is, this is how I look at things, is I judge on the logic of what you're doing as opposed to the result. Like in a game, you might run the perfect play and it might not work. Shot might rim out. Uh, Offense is better than the defense. Like whatever it might be, like if your decision was the right one, I'm not going to fault you for that. So I'm not going to fault LeBron for going to get Russ 
because I understand the thinking behind it. I didn't think it was going to work, but what were his other options? Like, I don't think that last year's team would have gotten any closer to winning a championship this year. So I get it. I mean, I suppose like they could have made just a couple of tweaks. Don't let Caruso go. Um, you know, move Talon Horton Tucker instead. Uh, just a couple of little things that they could have done where I think they, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> you didn't, you could get in a couple of old guys. You didn't have to get every possible old guy like, like Trevor Ariza. In fact, I had a scout scout told me he, 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 he was talking to one of the Lakers and the Lakers said, so what, what do you think about our team? He goes, man, you guys would have had a hell of a team in 2015. <laughs> problem is it's not 2015 it's wow. 2022 so that's kind of that's kind of where they are now a strong a strong owner a strong gm uh they say okay we know you want that guy like you know i'm, I'm dating myself here with the spurs uh they trade malik rose was tim duncan's best friend they traded Malik Rose. There was somebody else. Tim told me once. There's like, they trade all his best friends. Like all the guys that he'd let's say, no, you gotta, you gotta keep them here. They would, they, they would do what was best for the team. Um, you know, that's what a strong GM. That's what a strong owner does. But um, the the power structure of the of the Lakers uh, did not make that possible. Thank you, Rick. Rick Buker, what's going on, my man? What's going on? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, man, how was it? Um, real quick, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about FS1 Fox. I mean, yeah. I think it's the number one show in the market. I like them better than ESPN. But um, I'm going to go, Appreciate I'm going to say this. <laughs> how was it filled in for Skip and Shannon for two weeks? <laughs> um, it's, uh, I, I mean, I love it. I love it. As you, as you know, I'm, I'm, I've done Undisputed. I even do first things first, which means I got to get up at like 4 a.m. To, to like, do TV. Um, so I, I, I love having the opportunity to do it. Um, the one thing they have, so like I'm working remotely, I'm, I basically shoot this. I think you can see the camera, the lights, the TV lights. Like I got the whole setup behind me. It looks like I'm in a studio. I'm actually, I'm in my house. Um, those guys being at the same table across from each other, creates a, a chemistry and ability to go back and forth that's just different when you're not physically in the same place. Um, and so that, but, you know, the opportunity to borrow their platform, my whole thing is like, anytime I do somebody, somebody's show is like, I, if they're watching, I hope they feel like I took care of their show. Like I respected their space and it was good enough um, that they don't feel like we did any damage to it. Um, you know, some of my, uh, some of my co-hosts com uh, 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 positions, I don't know if we accomplished that or not. Cause he was a little, he was a little off the wall, but, um, no, I, I, uh, I absolutely, I love doing that. First things first. I really love doing, uh, speak for yourself, uh, too. Cause I just, um, gotten to know Acho and, and, uh, and Marcellus and uh, I just think we've developed a really good chemistry and um, 
that's what makes it fun. And when you, when you can be yourself and when you can go at each other, um, I, you see it with Shannon and Skip, right? The yeah. best shows have that. And I think that's where uh, Fox and FS1 has it over ESPN, having been at ESPN for 14 years. Um, they really don't know or don't either don't know or don't care about developing chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you guys watched NBA tonight. Like Greg Anthony and Tim Legler did that show for like seven, eight years. Those guys never developed an iota of chemistry. Like you never, <laughs> you can't remember. There's not a single memorable exchange that you can think of that they had. And it's not either of theirs fault. It's just, you got to find those combinations that work. And I, and I think FS1 has done a great job of that. Yes, I completely agree there. I had a chance to meet up with Chris Broussard over the weekend um, in Charlotte at his, at his summit, his preaching summit. Really yep. good guy, man. I just want to ask you, how's your relationship with Chris? And give me a little, little bit of back. How is he like behind the scenes? Oh, man. we I mean, Chris and I go way, 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 way back. Um, and in fact, one of the reasons, I'll tell you, one of the reasons that I do not say no anymore to any TV appearance is because um, you remember cold pizza on ESPN. Mm -hmm. It was a morning show on, on ESPN um, sort of like, um, you know, I mean, everybody's got that morning show now, but that was, that was kind of new territory to have a talk show that early on the East coast. Well, they were asking me to be on the show and at that time, I didn't have a setup in my house. So it meant I was going to have to drive up to San Francisco. I live about 40, 45 minutes outside of San Francisco. Drive up to San Francisco to, to a studio to do hits like at 4 a.m., 4.30. And usually just one or two hits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kept dragging my feet because I was doing everything else, right? I really, can I do it on the phone? Like, I just, I, I, I just found reasons not to do it. That led to them uh, hiring Broussard and him getting TV time. And now that now I got competition. Now I got another NBA cat who's good, who's good on TV. I was like, I opened the door. I opened the door for that cat. I should have done cold pizza. So, um, but no, we, we've, uh, we played pickup back in the day. Um, at, at, uh, I don't know if they do it as much anymore and they probably haven't done it the last couple of years, but at, at all during all the playoffs or the finals, especially the finals, the media would have pickup games and we would play on the court. Like we'd have, they'd have like availability and then uh, they'd allow us to play on the court or we'd find a nearby gym. And we had some knockdown drag outs and, uh, but it was, it was, that was so much, that was so much fun. So uh, yeah, Chris and I, Chris and I go, go way back and I'm, um, I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be a colleague with him again. Sure, my last thing, I don't know if you're going to be on first things first in the morning, but can you please tell Nick Wright to lay off my Patriots and Mac Jones? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that when the opportunity comes along. I actually, am going to be on first things first tomorrow. Um, but we're, I, I know that I'm not hitting the Patriots question, but I will, I'll take that. I'll take that up with him. Although I don't know that it's going to make much of a difference. Once he decides (laughs) he's got a certain take on something, it's awfully hard to dissuade him. Nick is something serious, but I appreciate it, Rick. You got it.
Hey, Rick. And last but not least, man, I'm here from Texas. Uh, I heard you mention um, a little bit of Spurs there for a moment. So, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I guess, I guess, uh, I mean, it's real hard to follow, right? Because, I mean, we, we, we concentrate so much on football. Um, but so tell me, what, what, do you, how, what do you think the layout is for the Spurs? You know, I mean, Pop is, is he's getting up there in age, right? Oh, for sure. For so, sure. I mean, how long can he do this? Uh, well, he can do it as long as he wants True. for the Spurs. Um, you know, it's a matter of how much longer he wants to do it. And I haven't had a conversation with him recently to know that. But th- he's, he's checked all the boxes, right? He coached the national team. He won a gold medal. He's obviously won championships. Now he's, had, he's got the all-time record for wins, although I don't know that that was really – you know, a, a be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story is I met Pop. I first met Pop when he was an assistant coach for the Warriors, which he talked a little bit when he got the record, how, wow. how Nelly gave him a job. And, uh, and I was brand new on the beat. And I went to see Nelly and he had his whole coaching staff in there. And I remember Pop sitting there and he was just, he was like sitting back. He didn't say anything. He was just, staring he was just watching me he was just staring at me just <laughs> sizing me up wow and um and i went in to tell nelly i was like hey look um you know this is the way i work i don't i don't have hidden agendas i know you can't ever you can't answer every question that i have i just ask that you never steer me wrong never never like give me bad information just to keep me off the trail and I, you know, I probably talked way too long, probably five minutes or whatever. And when I was done, Nelly says, well, if I got to lie to you, I'm going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, all right. So we got the ground rules out of the way. Okay. So, but it actually gave me, it gave me a lot of liberty. Cause now I, like everybody was terrified to cross Nelly. You know, if he said something, you, that's what you wrote. And you just took that as gospel. And I'm like, Dude, you told me it's not necessarily true. So I don't, if I get, if I get a contrary opinion or take or whatever, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to at least give it equal time. Yeah. And so um, anyway, but that was, um, that was the beginning of my relationship with Pop. And, and we got to know each other really, really well over the years when they won, when they played the Knicks in the finals in New York uh their first championship in the the lockout shortened year 98 99 mm-hmm. um they had a dinner um at a restaurant it's it's the chef's table where they put a table in the kitchen and the chef just brings out dishes that he's making they're not on the menu or whatever he just anyway he took the whole team there and he invited me to go with them and so i had an opportunity to sit there with them uh, in the, in, in the middle of that series and, uh, and experience that. And that was when like, you could do something like that. And, and, you know, if I did, if you did that today and you didn't write about it or you didn't take video or you didn't like, I probably told that story two or three times that I had that experience. Um, you know, to, and because I cherished the relationships that I developed in that we could do something like that. And it wasn't all about me just trying to advertise everything that I got. Steve Kerr was on that team. Like there's a lot of guys yeah. that were on the team that like I've had, you know, 
lasting relationships with. So, um, but to answer the big question, like with the Spurs, boy, I don't know, man. I like the, the, the expectation is so high because of the Tim Duncan era. Right. And everybody's like, how do we get back to being that? And San Antonio defied everything about a small market in being a sustained champion. Did that. And, and having a guy like pop and like that whole model, I, I, I don't know how you recreate that. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I wish I could tell you that like, it's, it's going to be there again around the corner, but I, I just, I don't know, man, I would cherish the memories and they get back into contention and build a perennial playoff team. Like be happy with that yeah, rather yeah. than don't be Portland. Okay. Don't be Portland. They won one championship like 40 years ago. And everybody is not good enough because they're not, we're not, why, why aren't we title contenders? Like you're, you're Portland. Like <laughs> that's, it's not a birthright that you get to like go to the finals or whatever you've had. They, they went to the playoffs eight years in a row. No, we need to get rid of Neil Olshay. No, we got like Terry Stotts. No, it's not like, it's, what are you doing? Like, do we need to trade Damian Lillard? Cause he's not getting us a championship. It's like, Ooh. stop it. Yeah. Sure. By the way, you were asking me how I did my thing with Greg Jennings. Yeah, that was it, actually good. I was going to transition to that. So, so I just gave you an example with okay. my man. I'm sorry, I've, I've forgotten your name. First guy, uh, Fidel. 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 Um, by asking about the Lakers. Yeah, and and where he has like. Shaq and LeBron as far as a Laker thing. Like it's figuring out where somebody's personal interest lies. Okay. All right. And just tell me about that. Interesting. And then, and Jerry West actually is the first one I heard say this. And I don't know that he's always held to it, but Jerry, I was always impressed at least when I first met Jerry he would always ask more questions than talk, than talk. Like he would ask me what I thought. I'm like, I'm talking to Jerry West. Why should he care what I think? But he was always, he always wanted to know what everybody was thinking. Cause that's how he got smarter. Like he already knew what he knew. Yeah. He wanted to know what you knew. And he never took for granted that you might know something that he didn't know or might like shift his thinking in some way. So as much as I talk at times, I, when I, especially when I'm on those shows, what I've discovered is I need to, I I do my prep. I do my prep enough to like support my idea um, and have that cold. But once I go on the show, I need to really listen to what the other person is saying and where they're going. Because one I can find the flaws in their argument if I'm listening really carefully. And two, I can tell like what they're passionate about. If I want to raise the, raise the energy of the show, like go back to a certain something. Um, And so that's, that's one of the secrets, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I've had to learn to do, which is, is listen, you know, and listen on live TV and trust that I'll figure it out once I've heard what they have to say. 
So, so just so, just so our, our audience understands, uh, it was pregame, right? We were talking, I said, Hey, you know, I love, I love your style, Rick. Like, you know, it's something obviously that you cultivated. Maybe I can ask you about it. And the question was, how is it that you can bring out somebody into story mode, right? And storytell because they, you do an awesome job with that. Uh, and because you get, like you said, you're able to get your message out, but I mean, you do such a great job as far as listening to, you know, whether it be the host or one of your, you know, co-hosts with you. And uh, I mean, you guys are able to have an awesome dialogue. I think, I think with the Aaron Rodgers, I think I saw you recently with Aaron Rodgers and Greg Jennings and man, you brought out the best in Greg Jennings and Greg Jennings was, you know, speaking very passionately about, yeah. I think, I think, I think the topic was, is, is he trying to fix his villain personality I, yeah. it, was, it was something along those lines yeah. you know but i did hear you say something about tom brady which i kind of want to piggyback now that we sure. kind of cleared that out out of the way you feel that you know the decision with tom brady i mean it would like like fidel said they fumbled the announcement right so to say yeah. uh, but then he cleared it up and he did make a post but then we see this cristiano ronaldo right the the famous yes. soccer player like yeah. ask him are you really done it He's like, I don't know, right? Uh, and then, and then for him to make out the announcement, I was having this this conversation with with one of my, you know, one of my friends here, and I said, "Man, do you feel like, you know, maybe perhaps Tom Brady um, wanted to take away the shine from Aaron Rodgers, you know, because." You know, forever and ever. I mean, the last couple of off season, Aaron Rodgers. It looks like he's in, he's out. He's like lukewarm. He doesn't know what he's gonna do. This one, he was sure, and he said, "Let's go." Yeah. And, and now Tom Brady probably seeing, hey, Russell Wilson's out of the out of out of out of the NFC. You know, so uh, let me just take away the shine from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, do you think anything along those lines? Uh, there's some kind of truth to it in terms of coming back. Yes. Like, in other words, take the spotlight. Like, in other words, he's the GOAT, and he doesn't want nobody else to have his spotlight. Because there has been a debate lately, as of the last couple of seasons, who is the GOAT? Is it Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Yeah. Uh, easy for us. I mean, championships equals greatest of all time territory. I don't I, – I, it's, it's a fair question. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that's enough to come back to say, I want to go through training camp. I want to like all that you have to do to play and to play at the level that Tom Brady has played at to say, I'm going to come back just to kind of steal this guy's shine. I I, (laughs) I, like, I just, maybe that was an element in it. And I don't know, but I don't think that could be the driving I don't think that can be the driving force. I think it's, he looks at, I'm still really good at what I do. And once I shut it down, I'm never going to do this again. Mm. And he got 40 days of what home life is without the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. said, man, I, and, and this is what every athlete, I mean, it's, it's why, so many of them go into TV and broadcasting because it's the closest thing to being in the, doing live TV is the closest thing you can get to the pressure of being in a, in a game and performing. I mean, other than, you know, acting or, you know, whatever, but, but 
live TV, live radio, any of that stuff. Like it, it's got a little element of that and you're still close to the game and you still, and you have the camaraderie of the people that you work with. So it does replicate in a very faint way. It's not, I mean, shoot, I like, I just think about, I played, I, you know, I played in college. Like there was nothing like getting up for a college game, right. Or even high school. My, my son just played in the state championship. I vicariously watching him like in his team go through that March. And um, my daughter's playing, playing basketball now in college and she's, she's a red shirt. So she's not playing, but she's like, I'm seeing all of that, that man, there is nothing like, like being in the arena, you know, the man in the arena, the Brady's thing, like there's just, there's, there's no, there's no replacing the high and how much that consumes you. Um, and so I get it. Like he had 40 days where they, you know, he's addicted to football. They pulled the plug. He went cold Turkey for 40 days. He said, hit me. I got you got to get me the fix. I, I can't, like I, I got to go back to it. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. I, uh, last question, I guess. And then I guess we can, I guess well, we can call it a night. Uh, tell me what, what, what do you think will be one of the bigger storylines uh, when, when the whole free agencies settle down? What's going to mm. be the one What's going to be the biggest storyline? Well, um, I'm, I'm, this is a little bit of home cooking. I'm really, I'm really interested to see Cincinnati has invested a lot in their, in their offensive line, um, which I'm really, I was really excited to see. Yeah. Um, Cause I thought that Joe Burrow was a magician and getting, I mean, you get sacked nine times against the Titans and you still win a playoff game on the road. Uh, incredible. Um, and, and so you give him a little more time. Um. Uh man, I can't wait to see what that, because my thought was it was a nice run. Um, you're not going to surprise anybody next year. It, the schedule is going to be tougher. Like, it, it, like not no expectation that they could get back there. Now I'm like, okay, maybe they won't get back there, but I think they could still be a force. And the other thing is like, you got all these guys signing. That's what cracks me up every year, man. Like who isn't taking Jacksonville's money right now? everybody <laughs> they are they're signing everybody right yeah that's crazy I and saw some, I saw they're not gonna be any better like guys guys are just going to get paid like, I, I did see somebody say like man jacksonville has four number three wide wide receivers i was like oh my god i think they hit it right in the butt no state taxes no state taxes <laughs> yeah no i know i, I mean but it's this, it's, it, it always cracks me up in free agency like we see teams that spend a ton of money and we're like, ooh, they like, whoa, they're going to be really good. It's like, no, you know what? You, you're what I've what what I believe is. I mean, certainly you have to have uh, uh, a certain level of ability at the skill positions, but man, you need depth. Like, whether you're whether you're one of the teams left standing at the end is, can you function? How well can you function if you lose two of your offensive linemen? If your number one wide receiver is out. Like, is your quarterback good enough to make that number two uh, a, a, a threat? Um, how's your running game? How's your coaching staff and adjusting from week to week? Like, it's the whole package. And we kind of, kind of sometimes we get lost with the eye candy, you know, with the, with, with the really good top players. And, um, and I just think, you know, again, 
we, we never talk about the line play. Freaking the def- – the, that's where the games are won or lost, man. The, 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 the line, defensive and offense, makes everybody look better. Defensive line makes your DBs look better. Offensive line makes your running back and your quarterback look better. But we don't talk about those guys because they're the big fat guys who never get interviewed. Well said, well said. Well, Rick, I appreciate your time with me. <laughs> Pleasure. Hey, Rick, just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. But before I let you go, I got to get your quick thoughts. Who makes it out of the East and who makes it out of the West for the NBA Finals? Well, I said Suns Bucks at the beginning of the year. I said we're going to have a we're going to have Suns Bucks two, and I'm going to stay with that for now. Um, Golden State's looking really good. Uh, and, and, and we're fine. You know, they, they fell off. They got Draymond and Andre. It's going to be a matter of health with them. Um, it's, uh, I mean, the truth of it is it's wide open. Um, I was impressed with, with Brooklyn and what they did against Philadelphia. I still think they need Ben and, um, he's got back issues. I don't know if they can work him in quickly enough. Uh, I just think the I think the collective experience of making the march through the postseason is invaluable, and both the Bucks and the Suns are young enough that I don't look at any of their players and go, "Oh, he's not like that guy's not the same," you know. Whereas the Warriors, can Andre Iguodala still play at the same level? Can Draymond stay healthy? What's Clay going to be like? A lot of questions there. So I'm going to stay with Suns Bucks. I know that's kind of a boring answer, but. I like it. I like it. All right, Rick Buecher. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.